Hello and welcome to another episode of the How to Love the Shit Out of Life podcast. I am stoked to be joined again by my special guest co-star Patrice Moriarty. Welcome, Patty. Hello, Sally. How you doing? Oh, doing all right. Doing all right. How are you? Look, going well. I'm, oh, I'm well. loving the spring vibes. It's like, I feel like the 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 cloud of of lockdown is lifting a little bit so yes. it's exciting yes yes so we are now sort of out of the strict lockdown as we're recording this mm-hmm. um we've reached 80% i think we're up at 82% fully vaccinated for the over 16s population here in new south wales so we're doing really well i'm very proud of the mm. state i'm sure you're proud oh as my. well patty definitely yes also yeah. western sydney represent yeah, Our numbers are super high. Oh, well, can I just say today uh, it was announced that Camden LGA, which is where I live, mm. is up to 95% fully vaccinated. Whoa. 95. I think 95. we're equal. Yeah, we are equal with the Hills LGA and some other. L- I can't remember the Blacktown, other one. Blacktown, maybe. Blacktown's Ooh. pretty high up there too. Possibly Blacktown. So well done. Well done, guys. Yeah, it feels good Excellent to be part work. of, you know, helping us get back to some form of normal. Hopefully the next time we do record, Patty, maybe we can <gasps> be in person. Oh, my goodness me. We oh. might not want to do it yourselves. No, I'm gonna, just going to be a fir- bundle of energy jumping around. Oh, there'll be lots of hugs Yeah, and just Definitely. good times. Probably pub more laughs too. Oh, yes, a pub, dinner, and just, you know, segue. If you haven't listened to the episode that we did way back, I think it was early 2021, about the pub feed, how to love the shit out of the pub feed, then Oof. you need to revisit that because it was great. It was a good time. Yep. yep. And I haven't had a pub feed yet, so I am, I am, oh. I am primed. You are primed. We've got to make this happen. I think, yeah, yeah we'll yeah. definitely make this happen. Um, just before we get into what we are talking about on today's episode, just a couple of bits and pieces. Uh, thank you, as always, for listening to the podcast on whatever platform that may be. For any newbies or for those who might not be aware, the podcast is available on Apple, Podbean, SoundCloud, and Spotify. And you can also access all the links via my website at www.howtolovetheshitoutoflife.com forward slash podcast. And you can now also support the podcast if you wish through a financial contribution. Uh, The link is in the show notes and you can also find it on my website. So now that that's all out of the way, today's episode, Patty and I are going to be sharing a little bit about how we deal with shit times. Ain't that right, Patty? That's right. Yes. Well, I feel like we should preface that we we can't actually see each other right now. We are on Zoom, but we were having a few little... (laughs) technical <laughs> issues so we've turned our videos off it's harder to anticipate it is just really want bit. me to talk now <laughs> oh, wait, keep going. i mean we're doing a good job we are both just staring mm. at each other's names yeah um, your name it's like zoom the cellian cellian oh, is up there yes it's and- a nice it's a good name it looks nice on the screen Oh, thank it's a, you. There's a gravitas about it. Thank you. I think the hyphen has a lot to do with that. Mm, it just yeah. connects it all very well. But your name also, I think Patrice Moriarty. It just sounds mm. like you should be, it sounds like you should be famous, thank I you. feel. I've I'm always, just gonna put I've that always thought that and look, <laughs> universe, happy to comply. Yeah. And look, we're slowly making it happen. I'm, I'm yeah. you know, hell bent on getting you, you know, your own podcast Monday, Patty, where you are Ooh. just raking in the cash. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Potty, Patty, cash. <laughs> <laughs> Potty, Patty, cash. Yes. Yeah. Well, yes. I mean, I'm already in the Matt and Alex Hall of Fame as a you listener are. that always texts in. So you're like a Triple J listener alum. Is that the right note? Alumni? I would say that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you of, are just of a certain period. Of a certain all of, period. All of the, yes. of the Triple J peeps knew me. Mm. Patrice from St. Clair. That was you. That is you. Yeah. That is who. It's a big yep. part of your identity, I yep. feel. Matt, <laughs> Matt O'Kine once said oh. to um, 
the Cat Empire. Mm. Uh, they did a they did a great um, cover for like a version, and I think I texted in something like, you know, the Cat Empire of of the greatest Aussie live band at the moment. Oh, and he said that to them, and he's like, when that's Trees from St Clair, and she really knows her stuff. Boom. Oh, what? I don't boom, think boom, I've boom, heard boom, that boom, story boom. before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's so, amazing. So you are famous, is what you're telling me. Infamous. Infamous. Let me infamous. No, the famous is the good Ooh. one. Infamous is you're famous for bad reasons. Yeah, you don't want. I think infamy. Yeah, you got. It's a fine line. It's a fine line. Look, I don't want you to be infamous. I want people yeah. just to be like, that's Patty. She's yeah. on the potty. She's yeah. a good time. She loves to share positivity. And today's app, you're going to share some good tips on how to deal with shit times, as I am as well. But we're going to share a little bit about how we deal with different difficult situations, what some of our coping mechanisms are. I guess it's a little different of an episode for us because mm. a lot of what we've done before has been very lighthearted, obviously, the pub feeds, the wedding songs, the sporting heroes. And, you know, there will be laughs, I think, and there's already been some laughs already. But, you know, we want to share some tips to hopefully help people out there who are maybe going through a bit of a difficult situation or just give them some tools that you know in the future when they're going through different things they can refer back so I do also want to add that what Patty and I will be chatting about today are the things that have helped us in our lives obviously we aren't professional health experts so please if you are in need of appropriate help and support we recommend that you do turn to a professional if you are experiencing any emotional distress at the moment you can call lifeline on 131114 now Let's get into some of our strategies, Patty. Should we kick it off? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I, I, and I also love the topic of this, mm. this potty because, you know, what life is the ups, but it is also the downs. Mm. So, and actually, you know, finding the good in the bad time is actually a really important thing to try to do anyway. 100%. I could not agree more. There's always positives to any negative. I would say the first one we're going to touch on is bit of acceptance. So this is something that I really value in my life and something that I turn to a lot when I'm going through something that's difficult or a little bit tricky. And I feel like it applies to any situation you're going through in life where if something is happening, um, accepting that it is happening and that it has occurred is really important. And I think it's a big part of the dealing and the healing process Um, And also just accepting in general, like what you said, Patty, that life is the ups and the downs. It's not always going to be, you know, sitting on a Zoom call with Patty, six Mm -hmm. o'clock on a a Wednesday night, having a good time talking about life. It's not always going to be that. I mean, it'd be great if we could do that all the time Mm -hmm. and get paid for it as well. That'd be really great. (laughs) I mean, let's do this every day and get paid for it. It would be great. (laughs) But yeah, I think acceptance has been something that you know, even when people have come to me for advice, if they're going through a certain situation, whether it be a friend or a family member, and they ask me for my advice, I find that I do tend to go to the acceptance side of things because it's been really helpful for me. So, yeah, I was just thinking of a story and I, mm. I hope this doesn't come off as, as, as too um, upfront because I think acceptance Ooh. isn't, you know, you don't just say to people, well, just yeah. accept it. That's no. not what- what you no. do but um I remember I I, <laughs> I did um honors at uni in uh social psychology and it was really stressful it was one of the most stressful things I'd ever done up to that point it was basically like if you ever had a big assignment or a big project due the day before like it just felt like that feeling for a year and um I was really it was really stressful I was anxious about it mm. um even to the point where I felt sick I was just like and I'm 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 quitting this is enough and I, I you know what I don't actually have to do this this is I don't want to do research I'm just that's that's it I'm just not going to do it so I went into traveled into Sydney and, and went and spoke with my supervisor and so she's a research psychologist mm. um who I really liked, respected. And I got up there and I was just like, look, I'm sorry. Like, I think this is just enough. Like it's so stressful and I I don't know how I'm going to do it. And I had a bit of a cry and she just let me talk. Mm. And then 
she just she didn't it wasn't like harsh or anything but she just kind of said that's honors like yeah process is hard and you're actually you know those feelings are kind of part of the The process yes the process yeah and whenever you try anything in life that is beyond your comfort zone or is a challenge you you do actually have these moments of I don't think I can do it this is really hard Mm. and so her just simply say well that's that's honest like I'm not going to sugarcoat this for you it is hard somehow though her saying that just made me go oh okay Mm. all right I'll keep going (laughs) oh I (laughs) love that and it was like the yeah it is hard and I think it kind of feels like, um, yeah, a little bit about one of my strategies is like, don't be afraid to feel it. Like mm. sometimes what, when I get anxious or feel unhappy with myself, it's because I'm uh, feeling something that I don't feel like I should be feeling. Yep. Like, um, you know, I've gotten a job that was sort of like my dream job, but not really the dream situation. And I felt like I should be happy now. Like you've reached the point that you wanted to reach. So your life should be good. Mm. But I didn't actually feel that way. And so Mm. that sort of the disjoint, the disjointment between how I think I should feel and how I was feeling was making me anxious. Yeah. And so if we can kind of accept how I feel and just be like, oh, okay, well, this is how I'm feeling. Welcome all the feelings that come and just sort of uh, sit with them a little bit and they go, okay, I still want to do X, Y, Z. Like that kind of acceptance of not being afraid or not pushing or fighting our emotions, but actually just being like, yeah, actually I do feel anxious about this. Mm. And that's okay. That's totally okay. Yeah. It's sort of half the battle to just, uh, yeah, not fight those feelings. of. What's that song? Don't fight this feeling. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, I feel like there's a song that says that. I um, actually uh, wrote a a chapter, I think, about this in my book. It's gone a little bit far back, but there there was a part about all the feels and feeling your feelings. And I remember when I was writing it, I would think, like, this sounds a bit, like, obvious like feel your feelings but in reality it's kind of the opposite because you know so many people grow up suppressing how they feel and Mm. not allowing themselves as you said patty to feel that anxiety and allow themselves just to be in that moment so actually when you when you say you know don't be afraid to feel it i think sometimes that's the best thing you could say to a person or you can say to yourself because really we kind of are taught the opposite of that in society, which sucks, mm, absolutely yeah. sucks. So yeah. I love that. Don't be afraid yeah. to feel it. Yeah. And I think sometimes, you know, if people are grieving or something bad's happened, sometimes we kind of, when we're talking to them, we have this urge to be like, but, you know, uh, it'll be okay. Or mm. but there's this positive thing where actually sometimes the best thing to say is just like, this sucks. Yeah. That's horrible. It's a really hard thing you're going through. Mm. Yeah, we don't need to fix the problem. Yeah, I and think. just give permission to be for people to be like, yeah, this is a shit time. Yeah, it's a yeah. shitty time. We're not always going to love the shit out of life, Patty. That's the reality, isn't it? No, or the situation that we're in. Mm. But that's yeah. okay. We'll get there, yeah. you know, ebbs and yeah. flows. I think yeah. the the next one we were wanting to talk about is is talking, is talking things out. So... I know for myself, I, at times, you know, and I'll go into the next one, a little bit of, of kind of going within myself and just, you know, turning to myself for help. But then other times I go external and I think, okay, maybe I've got a friend or a family member I can talk to about this situation because perhaps they've been through something similar or I really trust them and trust their advice and, and know that they will tell me, you know, not necessarily maybe what I want to hear, but what I need to hear, but they'll also be compassionate. So I think it's really important, you know, if you are going through some kind of shitty time, that if you have people in your life that you trust and feel comfortable sharing your issues with, that you go to them because 
it's really crucial that we do ask for help and we do ask for advice because we can't do it all on our own. I know sometimes I, I think in myself, I try to sort things out myself too much. And I've really, as I've gotten older, realized that no, Sally, you have these really great people, like this army of amazing humans in your life. Mm. And, you know, they can be of real assistance to you if you, and not to use them or, you know, just use them for those certain things. But I guess turning to them when you need them is what I'm trying to say. Mm. So, And people want you to turn to them when you, mm. when you, when you need them. Yes. You know, I think that sometimes, uh, sometimes you can feel like, oh, I don't want to burden people with how I'm feeling. You know, mm. it's a real, it's a real feeling, but it's not really your friends. I know I've been in the situation where I've done, I've kept things to myself. Mm. And then when I've actually talked to somebody, finally, they're like, yeah, it's, I felt like you were having a bit of a downtime or. Yeah. You know, thanks so they much. Pick up on it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And uh, sometimes you can think, oh, I'm, I'm good at hiding it anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Most of the time. <laughs> especially people that really know you you're like mm. yeah something actually felt a little bit up so I'm glad you feel comfortable to talk to me about yeah. it yeah and it's also that feeling of when you do talk it out how much of a release is that it's oh. the weight of the world you're just like oh my god why didn't I do this sooner <laughs> yes exactly it's 100% I've had felt that way so many times mm. and uh I think it's part of that don't be afraid to feel it and then name it to somebody as well. Mm. You know, um, what am I feeling? I don't really know. Like, is it anxiety? Maybe I'm feeling a bit embarrassed about something. Yeah. And, you know, don't, it's, it's sometimes it's good to kind of name it a little bit, but then also share that with somebody. And that way it's not something that you've, you're holding in and you feel like you have to contain all the yes. time. Yes but it's something that you can, you're open about. And it's so funny how that really can change how you feel in your body. Yes. You know, how our mentality can change how we feel mm. um, literally. So yeah, definitely yeah. talking things out is such an important thing to do. And it maybe comes up with uh, one of the next strategies, but now that I'm a little bit older, I can kind of read my signs a little bit. So yeah. if I'm like, oh, I haven't actually talked to anybody about this. Uh, maybe I should do that. Yeah. So that becomes, yeah, it's a really good one. And, of course, what also has helped me as well is actually doing some counselling and talking to a psychologist as well. I've done that at least twice and I've been lucky enough that I've had access to that through <clears throat> through work. Mm. Um but also everybody can get 10 sessions. Everybody's entitled to 10 sessions from their, from the government, from yeah. GP for free. Um, and they can be just really helpful. Um, and it was, it for me, it was the best thing about it was also that talking things out because I, you know, I'd gone through a quite a difficult time where my friend passed away. My mom was sick. Mm. My dad wasn't that well either. Things were difficult at work. And so I talked to some people about some things. Yes. But I hadn't actually talked to one person about everything that I was yeah. feeling. And uh, and this is just some, like, sometimes I feel like I'm a happy sort of person and I don't want to pick, bum people out to know that I'm sad. I don't mm. know. It's maybe a dumb oh, thing to think. No, Patty, I, I think that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like, oh, you have a podcast called How to Love the Shit Out of Life. Sally, you're not loving the shit out of life today. What the fuck's going on? <laughs> and you're just like, Christ, I didn't know I was meant to be like this all the time. <laughs> this is a lot of pressure. Yes. It's just a Tuesday. It's yes. hard to feel that great on a Tuesday. Yes. And that's the thing. You don't want to burden other people because, you know, maybe they're going through their own stuff. And, look, everyone is going through their own stuff regardless of whether you yeah. know about it or not. So it is that thing of, I think sometimes humans don't, you know, where while we can be selfish in some ways, we can also be very selfless in others where we just, we don't think what we're going through is important to someone else. We kind of downplay it a little bit. So mm. um, yeah, I'm very interested by the, the, the counseling and the psychologist side of things. I, I've never actually spoken to a counselor or gone to therapy or anything like that but it's something that I have actually thought about as I've gotten a little bit older mm. I feel like I talk to more people who have and I'm like 
I kind of feel like I want to try that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like and not to say there's anything going on in my life right now where I feel like I I desperately need that. And obviously there there are people that do and I think, you know, obviously they should be prioritized in terms of I know our mental health system you know, there's a lot of flaws to it in the mm. country and there's a big discussion around that. But I, I've spoken to several people who have gone through therapy or, you know, do some counselling and and just that, I don't know, the, the change in their life of just talking to someone who they don't know, who knows nothing really about them other than what they talk about in that hour or however long it goes for. And mm. they just walk out of it and they feel stronger and you know, like they've, as we said earlier, that release, that release of mm. that uh, weight of the world. So I feel like, you know, while, as I said earlier, we're not experts and we would trust that if you are going through something really serious that you do get that professional help, you know, I think I feel comfortable enough to say if you're considering that, absolutely go down that path if if you yeah. think it is right for you. Yeah, absolutely. And it was great to be able to talk to somebody about everything and for them to go, wow, that's, that is a lot, you know. Um, yeah. And then also they were able to give me some tips that I've used all the time. So just as an example, uh, last year during lockdown, mm. uh, I was getting anxious about well, lockdown work, but also my, my dad was uh, sick and unwell. And so I mm. felt like it was this sort of, um, I felt like I needed to be able to anticipate anything. Yeah, and be able to control everything, and um, and so the psychologist lady was like, "Well, you know what? You actually can't control everything, and mm. not everybody, nobody can actually control everything." So no. So she's um, so she gave me some like tips. It was basically like if there's negative thoughts, you know, just write them down, and then somehow writing them down externalize it out of your head it was like you wouldn't know but in harry potter when (laughs) inside joke (laughs) dumbledore has like a pensive it's basically where you can Mm. you know take a thought out of your head and put it in a bowl yes it was i'm I'm aware i'm aware you've watched the movies i have yes (laughs) and then also you know um basically like you know it can you can become like a negative spiral of thoughts so yes it's good to try and recognize that and when you recognize it you know just take a step back and be like okay I'm gonna think about something else now or mm. so it's also so it was really great to talk to somebody but then also you get I the, in my experience you get some really good um tips to actually help you know and they're not they don't work all the time and yeah you know not a cured person but it's I think it's good to start thinking of mental health like anything else like you know you go to the doctor multiple times a year for different things Mm. um and And it's a work in progress isn't it yeah yeah that's right exactly yeah no I, I really love that and I love that idea of the the control element because there was a moment in this lockdown you know so we've in New South Wales we've been in lockdown it was almost I think four months for you know a lot of people and obviously we've only recently kind of come out of that strict lockdown Um, but there was a period like the first few weeks I was definitely like doing lots of activities and being very productive and oh my god this is great because I have all this downtime and then I feel like when the Olympics ended (laughs) I just, I felt so like hungover of sport and just, it was kind of like what we were talking about offline, Patty, like that deflation feeling, you know, after a really big event. And then there was just a few weeks there where I didn't really do much. I wasn't going on my walks as regularly. And I was kind of beating myself up a little bit about it. And there was a a group chat that I'm in, I mean, multiple group chats, obviously a few with you, Patty. And someone (laughs) in this group chat just said something. We were talking about the situation and she just said, you know, you can only control what you can control. And I was mm. like, touche. Yeah. And I kind absolutely. of adopted that a little bit more just those probably the last, you know, six to eight weeks of lockdown, you know, that second half of it where we were starting to get an idea of when we might come out of it. I thought you just got to let it go because, you yeah. know, the the end will will come and and things will start to change. But at the moment you can't change you know, the case numbers, yeah. you can't change that, Sally. 
I mean, if you no. could, you would, but it's, it's things like yeah. that where you just feel so, I guess, helpless and overwhelmed and you think I mm. need to fix this. And a lot of the times when we feel like that, we genuinely just can't fix the situation. We've got to just, I guess, mm. go with it. And, and as you said, feel your feelings and all those sorts of things. So, yeah. Yeah. And that was like another tip as well. Like the um, psychologist who was like, write down the things that you're worried about and then what can you do? Mm. And then do them so like you feel like you've taken some um, control back. But then you just have to accept the other things that you can't control, you know. Yeah. Um, but know that, well, I've done what I can and yeah. I can't do anything else. You yeah. Know? And it's, it's, a, it's a good, it's, it's liberating, you know. Yes. It's kind of, and, yeah. I think liberating is a good word. I think that. Because you actually, it's so stressful trying to control everything. I feel like that is like, it's, um, this is a privileged thing to say, but when we've Mm. got so many options and everything is at our disposal, sometimes it can feel like we should be able to control everything. Yes. And I think also like (laughs) mums at the moment, like my child should have a perfect life. Mm. Everything should be perfect. Like I feel like there's an anxiousness that comes with that. It's like, actually, no. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's going to have a perfect life and you can't control Nobody. everything. Well, we've seen that throughout this lockdown as well. Like, yeah. and, and, you know, we're not parents, but obviously we have parents in our lives and, you know, young children in our lives and seeing the way that parents have taken on so much guilt and blame of, you know, their children not being able to have the same school experience that they normally would because obviously we've been homeschooling and, you know, just the shame that parents have been feeling mm. around that. And I just think you are doing the best you can yeah. and not everything's going to be perfect, as you said, Patty. So I think just, yeah, it's mm. taking a step back and being like, what can I control here? Okay, maybe there's a couple of hours out of the day I'm going to get this kid to do something. Yeah. And if I, if I only get maybe an hour, an hour and a half, okay, that's that's as good as we're going to get today. Maybe, I don't know, parents out there yeah, probably absolutely. thinking an hour, woo! Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. But, but it's okay. And yeah. I remember seeing this really great post that I think a teacher had come up with during the lockdown and it was shared. I wouldn't say it went viral, but I saw a few friends sharing it and it was just basically saying like, from a teacher perspective, like we can see you guys and we see that you're doing the best that you can. And it's not just about sitting your kid down in front of a computer for six hours today. It's Mm. about the other things they're going to be learning, being at home with you, whether it's going outside and, you know, playing make-believe or doing things in the garden, whatever it is. Mm. And I thought that was so important because I could definitely see, you know, friends in my life with kids just really struggling with that control element of like, I can't, I can't get them to do this. I can't get them to do that. It's like, well, you're probably not meant to because one, yeah. you're not a teacher, you know, yeah. you, you haven't studied um, to be a teacher and, you know, you're doing the best you can. So I feel like mm. that's been on display during lockdown and yeah. yeah, I don't know. I kind of feel like I've let go a little bit about the control side of things, whether it it applies in my life after lockdown, I'm, I'm hoping I can still <laughs> apply some of the things, but yeah, I think, I mean, it's a work in progress, isn't it? So. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, I think also just recognize this is an impossible situation. Like people that are working full time, then homeschooling and mm. then trying to run a home in the middle oh. of a, like it's impossible. Yes. So you aren't going to be able to do anything. And I, I read a, um article once about, I was sort of anxious about work and, not being able to do everything at once and it was just like you know what actually sometimes you can't you can't juggle you can't keep all the balls in the air and sometimes you just have to make the choice that you know what that that ball is just gonna have to drop yeah gonna be able to do it yeah and that's it's just it's you know that's just life Mm. you actually can't do everything all the time so and it's totally okay and it's it's you know, everybody does that. Yeah. Like I think some of my anxiety comes from like, well, nobody else is doing this. Nobody else is feeling mm. anxious. And it's like, uh, yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> Everybody's pretending. Everybody's yeah. actually pretending yeah. at the moment. We are all really great actors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's true, Patty. And then when you have these discussions and when you might open up to like a friend 
who you haven't spoken to about certain things and you're like, oh, my God, you're going through that too? Yes. <laughs> wow. Exactly. Like it's like a shock. Oh, like, I didn't know. Oh, it shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just, and it is, it's a constant learning curve and, you know, yeah. as as I said, I one of the, yeah, one of the things I I do tend to do is is that taking some time for myself. And I, I think it can be a bit of a negative sometimes when you just bottle things up and and not actually mm-hmm. let things out. But I think, you know, one of the things you were talking about earlier, Patty, was that writing down those negative thoughts or feelings. Yeah. And I think, you know, taking some time to yourself can involve journaling or mm-hmm. writing down your thoughts and feelings, writing down, you know, maybe switching it and going, okay, I've written down the negative things that I'm feeling, but then maybe on the next page, I'm going to write down, you know, a few things that I'm grateful for, um, you know, maybe my goals yeah. for today and things like that. So I find sometimes taking that time for yourself can be a real positive when it's it's done in a, a way that's, I guess, helpful. Um, and you're not just doing it to suppress how you're feeling. You know, I know for myself, sometimes when I'm going through a situation, that's difficult or whatever, I need a little bit of a moment to just step back and analyze a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Just to get my bearings, to get my head around. Okay. This is what's going on. All right. This is shit. Okay. (laughs) Sally, just have a little, have a little breathe, have a moment and then, okay. Then what's the next step? Do I need to now go talk to someone? Do I need to now go for a walk and and just kind of, you know, clear my head. So I think sometimes yeah. that time to yourself is actually really helpful and really important. But, you know, I also wouldn't recommend just only dealing with things mm. just to yourself because I think it can be really detrimental to your mental health and your well-being. And, you know, as you said, Patty, people pick up on things. So if you are just dealing with everything on your own, the people closest to you, they're going to pick up on something quite not right here. So I think it has pros mm. and cons, that that yeah. strategy. Yeah. And I think like there's kind of like a, a bit of a, a furphy out there that you're either a, an extrovert, you like being around people, or an introvert and mm. you want to be by yourself all the time. When really actually we both need, we everybody needs a bit of both in different amounts. Yeah. So like I know for me, I'm mostly an extrovert, but I do need that time to just actually, you know, pretty much I know now I need a day a week where I just do my own thing. Yeah. Um, and that's a very privileged, I don't have children <laughs> <laughs> to be able to actually execute. All the parents like, are like a day. What are you- <laughs> a day? I'm, a, I, I'm lucky if I get an hour. <laughs> I just want to go to the toilet in peace. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah um but yeah so I know like I can have about a day and it'd be good but if Mm. it goes into a day and a half into two days that's when it it can get bad yeah but that's something you know it's something that you end up knowing Uh, yeah it's over time actually develop through Mm. self-reflection yes and actually when you take that time to take a step back from everything that's going on and actually just reflect a little bit um on how you're feeling so um yeah I feel like that's really um another thing for me is sort of like sometimes I if I'm anxious about something it's like it becomes the only thing in my life oh yes and so yes I, like my whole self-worth as a person is dependent on how well this thing goes mm. and um, you know my family's not gonna like my, my friends aren't gonna like me anymore if this doesn't work and it's like I mean I'm not like I'm not laughing because it's like I think you're ridiculous like but it's it's when you come out of that and you're like why was I thinking like that yeah (laughs) yeah exactly and it's that's taking a little time out for me the taking time out for myself like what I like to do is go for a walk or I particularly what I really love to do is go somewhere like the beach or we've got some really um jelly bean pools uh, out where I live, to actually just have a swim and have a bit of a float. Oh, a bit of a and, float. Yeah. And I sort of like can be like a prayer meditation thing, you know, sort of like replay a song in my head or whatever. But what that does is it gives me perspective. Mm. And so it's not just I can see past the one thing that I'm really anxious about and be like, okay, well, 
I'm not just this event or whatever. I'm yeah. actually a person that is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think I'm so. Not, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've got some stuff. You got, got some perfect. stuff I've got going some on. Stuff going on here. <laughs> but it's true, um, and we get so yeah. um, consumed by this one thing that's going on in our life, or you know, even sometimes when it comes to people's identity, you know, mm. it's like what makes you you. You know, yes, I am a daughter, a sister, an auntie, a friend. I am a, a colleague. I am a communications person I am a podcaster but I'm Mm. also you know I'm a reader I love sports so it's like all these things that make us who we are and sometimes we get so attached to like one of those things and again going back to like talking about parents and some of the discussions I have with all my friends who are parents particularly mothers you know they're like I I feel like I'm just the mum you know, they want mm. to be able to explore those other parts of who they are. And it's so important that we all have different facets to our personalities. But then, yeah, going back to specifically what we're talking about, Patty, it's like when you're going through one situation that's not great, it's like you do just, it turns into your entire life and it just consumes mm. you. And it's, you know, if we can just be a little bit better at not letting it do that. And I don't know what exactly the answer is. I hope that this episode can help people with that but mm. it's it can be all consuming I find yeah. so yeah and I, I think I read something it was like we shouldn't just have work-life balance we should have mm. a balanced life and so that means yeah you go to work and yeah you come home but do you like to play an instrument do you like to knit do you like to garden do you like to do a podcast mm. And it's actually really important to do those things um, and go out and see your friends and see your family so that you do get that perspective and you do connect with those other parts of you. So your self-esteem and self-worth, you can realise they're not, you know, dependent on this one thing. Yeah. Um, And I think in this world our our job can become such a, you know, almost like a litmus test of, of who we are, you know, yes. if I don't have the best job or the most high paying job, or it's like, we should be doing these things. And I think, I don't know about you, Sally, but with my other friends that don't have kids, you know, and we've kind of um, been able to focus more on our careers. Sometimes yeah. that can become even more consuming. Yes. Um, and who we are, where it's actually, you know, it's important to take that time with yourself times out so that you can reflect a little bit more and get that broader perspective yeah oh 100 patty and it's i feel like it's just something that we all kind of fall into that trap of that we all just find ourselves leaning towards maybe one thing and yeah. you know regardless of what that is it just becomes you know you hear people talk about work like that all the time it's like oh my work is my life and mm. You know, as I've gotten older um, and some of the experiences that I've had, I'm like, hell no. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that yep. is not healthy. And I find more and more I, I, when I'm speaking to different people who are maybe going through that or they feel like, you know, they can't stop and have a lunch break because their job is so important. I am like such an advocate now of like, no, no, you can have yep. a lunch break. You yep. need to go for a walk. Yeah, like get outside. And it's it's yeah. to the point where sometimes I'm pretty blunt about it when I'm talking to different friends who are going through that because I've been there in my own situation before, you know, many years ago where I, I was very consumed by a job that I was at. And, you know, in the end it was kind of like, I can't do this anymore. This is, yeah. it's not who I am. It's not who I want to be. And I've made yeah. a promise to myself that I don't want to be one of those people and I, I'm pretty good. I feel like since then I've, I've done really well to not, but it's, I mean, it's hard and it's obviously a lot easier said than done, but I think it's so important to try to have, as you said, a balanced life and have different things that make up who you are so that when you are going through something serious, maybe you feel a bit more equipped to not let that consume you as well. And it's just, it's so it's almost like a prompt to be like, there's other things happening in the world yes that are also important mm. but this isn't the only thing in the world and you know things like volunteering and other things like that for that as well so good yeah I cannot recommend volunteering 
any higher. I feel like, Patty, you've done a lot of volunteering in your life too. So that's a good strategy. Sometimes taking your mind off what's going on in your life and maybe helping others can be a a good thing. I wouldn't recommend, again, just completely ignoring what's going on in your life and and bottling up and just pretending that it doesn't exist. Um, But sometimes I think that perspective, I know there's been cases where, you know, I've been kind of thinking and feeling different things. And and when I used to volunteer um, quite regularly, it was always like this dose of perspective that I would go home, you know, I used to um, volunteer for this charity that would deliver meals to people who were uh, homeless or rough sleeping. And I remember sometimes I'd come home from the shift at night and just think, oh, like you're actually okay, Sally. You're doing okay. Yep. And you need to be a bit more grateful for what's going on in your life because, you know, you've just witnessed some really hard, hard situations and yeah, just the compassion that you see as well when you're doing those things. So it's also a great strategy, I think, mm. another way to get out of your head a little bit. And Absolutely. also, you know, you can share your experiences sometimes. And a good part, but really, one really important part of volunteering is becoming friends with people and mm. feeling like they're not alone. So I love in um, Inside Out, the Pixar film. Great film. And that's this is a really good film for all of these things. Um, but Happy felt sad. And she didn't mm. like it and she didn't know why. What's the purpose of being sad? Mm. And then the sadness character was able to sort of sit down next to somebody going through something. And because she had felt that way, she was able to empathize and just sit with them and make them feel like they aren't alone. Yeah. And, um, you know, even if without anything else happening, um, is that of, of the really bad times, um, if there's nothing else that's good that comes out of it, the fact that you can maybe be able to empathise with somebody going through something similar is the good thing, in my opinion. Yeah. Anytime I think you can experience that, it's, yeah, I think that is so important. I, I think that it's really it's a really big part of just learning how to deal with life and be better at having that balance that we keep talking about. So, yeah, that is a great film. I think if there's anyone out there who doesn't know what we're talking about, Inside Out, Pixar film, Amy Poehler, yes? Mm. Amy oh, yeah, Amy Poehler. Oh, yeah. When I saw it, I was like, somebody made a film for me. It was <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It, it was oh. about psychology stuff, which I love. Mm. It was this, like, 14-year-old girl who, like, loved hockey. And I'm like, I used to be a 14-year-old girl that loved cricket. (laughs) And then it was, like, Amy Poehler and Mindy Kaling. And I was like, somebody's made something just for me. Mm. It's like Pixar, the the powers that be. It's relatable. Yeah, Yeah. it's relatable. (laughs) But also I think the powers that be were just like, we've got a film for that Patrice Moriarty. She's going to love it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Will. Yes, yes. Um, what other strategies, Patty? I feel like we've rattled through a fair few. There are a couple we haven't touched on. We, we did speak a little bit about, you know, the, I guess, the more practical things of going for a walk, you know, getting mm. out into nature, mindfulness, yeah. meditation. Meditation's been something that I've really loved to do over the years. And I know there was a, a a period of, of my life where it really helped me. I know mm. prayer for you is, is really important as well, Patty. Prayer is not really something that I've turned to in my life, so I'm quite interested in in that side of things as well. Yeah, so um, I sort of see them as very similar things. Mm. And so prayer, I kind of, I try to do it every every day, but it depends on how you can have a good prayer and a bad prayer, if you get what Ooh. I mean. Like uh, sometimes it's just like like you rattle off. Yeah, prayers. it's like I'm no just prayers. doing it because I have to, or I feel like I have to. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, I'd say particularly like um, uh, my friend Rosina passed away in 2018, and um, we held this thing called a, a novena, which is basically saying the rosary every day. Yeah, um, and you can sort of dedicate that rosary to somebody, and so. You know, and the prayer goes for about fifteen minutes. So it was it was just a a good way to uh, 
probably a few of the things that we've talked about have done yeah. to yourself, but also um, enter into something a bit deeper than just, you know, normal time and to think about the person and, and feel connected to the universe as well. Uh, sort of what I would explain to that. But, um, mm. but also uh, uh, like I think sometimes people feel like prayer is just like kneeling down and praying by your bed. But like, to like I was kind of talking about like going and having a float in nature. Like to me, I can do that prayerfully, if you get what I mean. Yeah. And it can become like a meditation or mm. become mindful of it. And um, mindfulness is also something that really um, helped me as well. And so it's basically, I, I was able to read like a book about it and it was basically kind of, we have like two modes. We have like a doing mode where we can, it's like activity based. Yes. And then there's a being mode where we're just being in the world and we don't yeah. have to be doing anything. So you basically, you know, you don't have to be a human doing, you can just be a human being. And so mindfulness, I think is just being in the moment, not really thinking about anything apart from yeah. your breathing, for example. Yes. Breathing, very, it's a huge part of mindfulness and meditation as well. It's funny, yeah. like when I first ever went to a meditation class many years ago and, you know, your idea of what meditation is prior to that is like you sit down and you're like, um. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like that's actually that can not. Be some meditation it, too. Yes, absolutely. But it's like that's really not what it is. It's, it's yeah. you know, it's about focusing on your breath mm. and focusing on your breath to a point where you know you do start to all those thoughts that keep popping in your head they they start to some of them start to move out and maybe mm. there's only one or two thoughts or maybe then all you're thinking about is your breathing and then all of a sudden you kind of come back to and you're like holy shit yeah that's really amazing <laughs> yeah so yeah. I think, yeah, I think you did a, a good job at explaining that because it is, it's kind of like the most, um, I feel like it's the deepest level of being just in the moment when mm. you are just you and your breath. Yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's kind of like, um, it's, basically, it's like the image of like, imagine you're a mountain and your thoughts and emotions are kind of like clouds or a storm that goes mm. by. Like they can they can affect you, but they're going to go by. Um, and so um, like in mindfulness, it was sort of like, you know, focus on your breathing and, and sort of the air going into your nose and down into your lungs and then back out, out again. And then if if a thought comes, you can look at it with like some curiosity, but then just let it go. Yeah. Oh, that's and so good. In, in a way, it's sort of like basically like a practice for mm. when bad thoughts come into your mind. When you're doing something, you can kind of go, oh, okay. All right. I see you. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. And then you can kind of go back to, <laughs> and you're like, okay, but I'm going to focus on this now. Yes. It's almost like training to yeah. focus your thoughts. Really. Oh, it is such a skill. I, I find, and it is, it's a work in progress. Like everything that we're talking about today, it's, it's yeah. not like you just all of a sudden, oh, I meditated. So I never have to do yeah. <laughs> anything yeah. again. It's like, no, 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 no. Like, yeah. If you yeah. want to have the, uh, the, the mindfulness or the, the peacefulness of a monk, a Buddhist monk, you're yeah. probably going to have to meditate more than once. <laughs> yeah. It's, they do that because they have meditated twice a day for yeah. 10 years. You know, yes. or like they've prayed yeah. every day, three times a day. Yeah. Like, oh, you've got a lot of perspective in life. Yeah. <laughs> and look, you know, we're obviously not saying, look, you just have to do that because it's, you no. know, it's also, um, you know, it's not always easy just to kind of sit and be in those moments. But I, I do think that if you do try to do a little bit, whether it's each day or each week, or if yep. you haven't done it in a while, you know, make sure that you do kind of go back to it. Um, I think that obviously over time, you're going to find that you're dealing with things maybe a little bit better than what you did, you know, 12 months ago or, or whatever it is. So mm. um, yeah, I feel like one of the things I, I wanted to mention as well, and this is probably the really like practical side of my brain is that sometimes when I am going through something that's difficult, I will 
try to think back to, okay, if I've gone through something similar before, applying Mm. previous strategies, so to speak. So I think about, okay, like remember that time, Sally, and you felt like absolute shit and this is what you did to kind of get yourself out of it. Okay, maybe you can try that again or you can try one or two of the things that you did before. And look, you know, they might not work because every situation is different and, you know, obviously as we mature and we grow, different things change. But I do think sometimes reverting back to, okay, what's worked for me before? Because it helped me back then. So maybe mm. it can work for me again. That's that's something else that I, I definitely revert back to a lot when I am going through something tricky. So I, I definitely do that as well. Like I kind of like, okay, well, maybe go talk to somebody or, mm. Mm, you know what, you've been inside for you know, actually reflecting on it, you've actually thousand never years. left the house for three days. Maybe you should leave the house. Yes. Um, <laughs> or like my like sort of like um, uh, short circuit is like go to a beautiful place in nature, mm. you know, go to a nice lookout or go to go have a swim. Works every time, um, doesn't it? And that's Almost. like a good short, pretty much, yeah. Mm. You know, it has a pretty good success rate. Yes, our final strategies, Patty. You and I, I don't know if we've ever had a good cry together, have we? Oh, well, probably if we're at like a carotest thing and the uncles (laughs) were like sharing uncles from like Conchilla Boys. I thought you were about to say when we're at the pub and we're all drunk. (laughs) Also, then. Yes. Yeah, actually, maybe a bit, maybe not a good cry. I mean, I don't think we've ever no, sat and just bawled with no, each other, true. but no. maybe a couple of tears, definitely a bit of welling in the eyes. Yeah. But yeah, I, I felt think- like you were crying when Penrith beat Newcastle. Oh, I that's wouldn't. A bit mean. Uh, I feel mean? like that's that's really out of out of line, Patty. That's really <laughs> out of line. <laughs> sorry about that Uh, but I mean I have had a good cry over sport before I know you would have Patty it's yeah I literally cried (laughs) I literally cried on when Penrith won yeah at least four or five times oh and that's important I mean yes I know that's not a a hard time that you're dealing with because you just won the premiership and it's a good bloody time (laughs) so proud so proud proud of these boys I think that sometimes lends itself to if you allow yourself to have a good cry about something positive, then Mm. maybe you might feel like if there's something negative going on that, okay, I've, I've opened up before I've had a good cry about this other thing. What's stopping me from having a good cry about something else? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's an important, it's actually a very important function of our bodies Mm. is to get that emotion out. Mm. and um so yeah it's also something like uh, sometimes I can like oh you know if I like oh I feel like I'm gonna cry sometimes I can sort of like backpedal out of it yeah um but then also you know that's when having some time to yourself or is good because then you can have that cry that you needed that might not have been might not have wanted to in whatever context it was yes um but it's important very important times in life you cry. Yeah. And that's whatever. Like I remember I had a really, I, um, it was when we were at Caritas actually. Mm. And so it was this difficult time. Uh, my friend had passed away. My best friend's dad had just passed away. My mom was sick. My dad wasn't that well either. And I was sort of talking to, to her about it and I started crying. And then she also just shed a little bit of a tear with me. Oh, and it was so such so beautiful, mm. actually. Um, so that can be it can be really uh, important to just have a good cry sometimes, you know. Yeah, and look, as you said, it's an important function physically and also emotionally, and it also lends itself to if you are having a good cry and there's someone there with you, then you're gonna have a good hug. Oh. You're going to have a hug and hugs are the best. I know there are some people who are a bit, you know, opposed to hugs and that's Mm -hmm. okay. But also I love, I mean, I love hugging them, not against their will, but just, you know, when it's a person who's a little bit like, oh, I'm not a hugger, but you know that they need one in that moment and you hug them. 
and it's yeah. just the best. Oof. And you know they appreciate it. You oh, yeah. know they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and the, like the long hugs, like oh. I, I read something and it's like if you get hugged for 20 seconds, you literally get this flood of endorphins. Yes. Yes, and I have like, read this as well. Yeah. I've and I've, like, I've experienced that. Oh that, that was that hug. You that was that hug. You also are a great hugger, Patty. We've hugged Thank many you. a yeah. time. I yeah, think yeah. you're a great hugger. They're definitely close, like it's gotta be close contact. Oh bit of a squeeze, hey? Bit of a squeeze. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But it's good. It's so important, I think, to allow yourself, you know, and it is vulnerability. Obviously, you're letting your emotions show in a physical way. But mm. I think, you know, going back to the crying thing, it's like like I, w- I was watching um, a TV show the other day. Patty, you, oh, my goodness, you sent me on a, a rabbit yes. hole of, of tears. But there was a show <laughs> on the SBS here in Australia uh, recently called Lost for Words, and it was about these adults who had literacy issues and you know, some of them were dyslexic or um, they just hadn't you know, learned to read at, I guess, an adult level. And it was a three-part series. And, and Patty, you shared this clip of the, the graduation after they finished this course mm-hmm. on your Facebook. And I watched the, the clip and my mum had been raving about this show for weeks and I just hadn't got around to watching it. And mm-hmm. after I saw that clip that you shared, I went and watched, I think the next day I watched the, the episodes back to back. And oh my goodness. Yeah. Just something inside me was like, I just can't help it, but I don't want to help it because it's beautiful. And you kind of think like that's when we should be crying. Yeah. Because it's beautiful, it's emotional, it's powerful, and it's all those things that make life amazing. And it's it's Mm. so good to cry over those things. You know, I'm not sitting there. I wasn't in the corner in the fetal position, (laughs) but it was just like welling and tears falling and just like this is beautiful and I love life and I love people yeah I think uh Papa Frank said there's things that can only be seen through eyes (laughs) there's things that could only be seen through eyes that have cried oh and I was like yeah that's right and I remember Trump once said like I haven't (laughs) cried since I was 10 and I was like yeah I know yeah we can tell we can tell (laughs) you've never you probably only cried when somebody did something that you didn't oh, like. I mean, Not because something I'd, sad had happened. I'd go as far to say that he probably didn't even cry when he was ten. <laughs> he, he might have. He might have. He might have. Look, I mean, but you know, he's not known he was, for telling he, the, the truth, my, though. My, the, the thing was like he was like uh, boasting about mm. the fact that he hadn't cried. I'm like, well, actually, you should boast about that. It means you're a psycho. <laughs> But it's also really, it's it's a reflection or like, of. Or you've got a huge emotional block about something, dude. Like, yes. It's coming for you. Oh, yeah. And it's it's also a real um, reflection on society, a bit about the way we expect men to not mm-hmm. cry and, and this thing yeah. of, um, yeah, boys like don't, don't show. Cry. Yeah, boys yeah. don't cry, don't show your emotions. And I just think that is the most horrible thing. And the fact that you've got men in power mm. such as him that, yeah. you know, in their adult life they boast about, oh, I haven't cried since 1950, whatever. Yeah, It's like, mate, that's not healthy. Like yeah. I actually and feel a bit sorry for you. I mean, if I didn't yeah. find you absolutely repulsive, I'd feel sorry for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> mutual at the same time. Mm. Um, and it's, I think it's sort of like almost like anger is the only acceptable emotion. Yeah. Men sometimes like happy, like being happy or being mm. angry it's yeah like, well anger is actually kind of like can be a result of a lot of other emotions yes and I think it's good that we do recognize you know for the men that are listening like please you know feel free to talk to us or whatever like mm. you know you don't have to keep everything bundled up and I think you know work can be a lot a big pressure for uh, men as well yes um so, you know, all of these things apply to everybody, but particularly I would say to men, feel free to, you know, take that step and yeah, talk to one of your mates or your family members or, talk, you know, call somebody. Um, but it's so important to do, don't just keep it bottled up. Yeah. And my, so my one as well is, is express how you're feeling. Mm. So it could be having a cry 
or it could mm. be do it creatively like you know maybe you like to play guitar yeah you know pick a song that sort of suits how you're feeling and and write it or write a song or maybe you like to paint do some painting or oh I love that um, Patty. or you know maybe you like to cook you know cook a special meal for something like I think especially like grief can be something that is can affect people and sometimes we feel like well it's been six months now I shouldn't still be sad mm. about it or whatever yeah but actually you know grief was always stays with us really yeah I had a it was a really good um explanation of it that grief is pretty much it's sort of like you're like a box and in the box is a button that's like pain and at first grief is like a really big ball in um in the box and it kind of hits the pain button all the time Mm. uh and in time the grief ball can kind of get smaller but when it does hit the pain button it's it's just as painful as it was at first yes um and so it's we kind of just, just a little bit different. Yeah. 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 Oh, I 100% agree with that. I feel like it's this idea that you have to get over something. Mm. Um, no. We talk about yeah. getting over things a lot and getting closure. And it's yes. like, well, if something really traumatic has happened in your life, you're probably not going to ever get over it per se. It's yeah. always going to be there, but it is that feeling of whether it's time heals. And I know there's some people that, that don't agree with that. And that's okay too, because you're right. It's always going to kind of be there. It's, it just might not be, as you said, in those initial stages where it's that big ball and it's, it's just, I guess, all consuming. Yeah. Doing something creative, writing it, writing how, down how you're feeling, maybe a poem, maybe, you know, something creative to express that Mm. can be really a a good way you know you don't have to share it with somebody maybe you could but it's those creative ways or maybe it's you know building a cupboard or something you know so find ways to commemorate and remember I think can be really important to express how we're feeling too Patty you're amazing (laughs) So just wanted to say that (laughs) Um, that's just such a beautiful note to kind of wrap up our strategies on. I feel, Mm. yeah, I really hope that the listeners have gotten something out of this. I feel like it's been a little bit therapeutic for myself. I don't know about you, Patty. Absolutely. For me too. Mm. And as I said at the start, you know, we normally do carry on a little bit in our episodes. We, we, you know, talk. about pub feeds and and uh you know our favorite wedding songs and, and that's all this also other stuff. one of my strategies hey that's oh that's one of my go-tos yes oh a good pub feed can can really can oh, really sharing heal. a meal with friends mm. Oof. yes so good so good and I think now that you know we are out of a, a strict lockdown uh knowing that we can do some of these things and particularly given a lot of us have been going through a hard time because we we might not have really enjoyed lockdown I don't know too many people who have um you know knowing that we can do some of those things now I think is is very healing so Mm. yeah the other thing also if um is like a self-care plan a lot of the things I've talked about are kind of Mm. just part of a self-care plan so you can go to the University of Buffalo have a really good thing that you can just actually make a self-care plan that makes you aware of these, you know, things that have helped in the past and all that sort of stuff. So that's a good thing for people to do too. Oh, fantastic. I might um, link that maybe Patty on the, on the socials or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Patty, thank you for sharing some incredible strategies um, on how to deal with shitty and hard times Mm. Uh, I look forward to having a good cry with you one day if we ever need it. Yeah. Mainly I I look forward to hugging the shit out of you when I see you in person. So do I. There may be bruising. (laughs) (laughs) Next time we record, they'll just be like, I'll just be covered and everyone will be like, did they have a fight? (laughs) I just love the shit. I'm so excited to see you. (laughs) 
Oh, thank you, Patty. It's been a joy. And uh, yeah, I look forward to recording in person next time. Woohoo, can't wait. Thank you.